part of this message with me, would you take your position at this time on the wall? Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Is anybody glad they have another day? Another day. Because no day is promised to us. The Bible says don't boast about tomorrow because you don't know what a day may bring forth. So every day is a gift from our God. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from our Father of lights. The Bible lets us know that with the living, there is hope. So if you are alive today, God says you have hope. No matter what you're going through, no matter what circumstance is coming against you, it's a test of your faith on whether or not you will believe that God is who he said he is, that he will not forsake you. He won't forget you. He won't put more on you than you can bear. And sometimes when we feel like we're about to collapse, that's really the best time for us to pray because it's a reminder that we can't do this. All of us deal with various kinds of challenges, temptations, trials, tribulations. Jesus said that when you're in this world, you, there will be tribulation. Job said that a man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. But he also said, I, I, I know that my Redeemer lives. Now, we've been covering a man whose name the Lord did not forget. And his name is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8. So if you've been with us for the last couple of weeks, you know we've been preaching about Jairus, a man who the Lord did not forget. Jairus was a synagogue ruler, a man of power and prominence and prestige, but he also was a man who had a problem. And the problem was that his daughter, his 12-year-old daughter, was sick. And so this man went to Jesus. Anybody else know that when you got a problem that you can't solve, it's okay. It's a good thing to go to Jesus. He went to Jesus and he fell on his knees in front of Jesus. And he didn't care who was watching. He was desperate for a miracle. Because the facts were his daughter was sick. Well, Jesus got delayed going to Jairus' house to minister to the little girl. So much so that by the time Jesus was able to get going, they sent a report. And they said, Jairus, don't bother the master anymore because your daughter has died. And so there was a factual report given. She went from being sick now to being deceased. And the person from Jairus' house not only gave the fact, but he also gave his opinion, and that was, don't bother the master, because there's nothing he can do about a dead girl. We believed he had power to help a sick girl, but not a dead girl. And Jesus, thank God, 
he was standing right there. And he spoke immediately to Jairus and he says the same to me and you when we get the reports. The factual reports that many times can be negative reports. You've gone to the doctor. You've opened up those bills. You, you've gotten your grades. You, whatever it is. Jesus spoke in that moment and he said to Jairus three things. Don't be afraid. Only believe she will be made well. And the Lord is looking for people with that kind of faith today. That the circumstances say one thing, but God says something else. And that is all things. It's either all or it's not. All things work together for what? For those who love God for those who are called according to his purpose. And so the Lord is calling us in these days to have that kind of faith because before Jesus comes back, listen to this, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And we're seeing all kinds of things on the television of death and war, things that Jesus talked about so that it will cause all people, especially unbelievers, to look up and say, Lord, save us. Government can't do it. Money can't do it. Being an American can't give me the peace that I need. Only the Prince of Peace can give what we need. So today, we just thought we would testify of how God can turn facts around because when God enters into a situation, whether it's yours or mine, and the facts have spoken, whether it's from the doctor or whatever it is, when we have faith in a God who can turn things around, he steps into time and space with us and he alters what is natural and he does what is supernatural. Unbelievers would call it chance, fate, but believers call it a miracle. And we don't give chance or fate the glory. We give God the glory for doing what we cannot do when we were in a broken and needy place. He turned it around and he performed a miracle. And the God that I read about who, and then next week we're going to have more fun in Luke 8. We're going to be in Luke 8 probably for another four weeks. And the end of the story is that Jesus raises that 12-year-old girl from the dead. We're going to jump into this story. But we need to be reminded that Jesus Christ, according to Hebrews 13, 8, he's the same yesterday. Yes. I'm going to say it one more time. He's the same yesterday when we read about him. Today and forever. So I've got some people who are going to help me preach this morning. You're not going to get formal preaching this morning. But what you're going to get is living epistles living epistles who are going to testify of God's power and glory to turn facts into miracles, to override facts because of faith and produce a miracle. And I want you who are sitting out here right now, we're family. This ain't no production or performance. We're family worshiping God. Everybody's waiting on God for something. Everybody's trusting God for something. And when you see these banners 
raised today from these living epistles, not written on stone tablets, but written with the finger of God upon the heart by the blood of Jesus. When you see these testimonies, I pray it will give you hope because the devil devours Christians who are hopeless. The devil takes advantage of Christians who are full of anxiety and stress and worry. But I pray that as you see these declarations, your faith will increase and that you would be reminded that what God has done for others, he can certainly do for me because he is no respecter of persons. So let's increase our faith. But listen to this from Psalm 63, verse 1 and 2. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. That's why it's good to go to church. I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. You're about to see his power and his glory in the sanctuary. So what's going to happen is you will remain seated. The worship team will begin to sing and worship. You know, many battles in the Old Testament were won simply through praise and worship. Simply through declaring the awesomeness of God. And God was fighting for them in ways that they didn't even know that he was fighting. So we're going to listen as the worship team goes before us into the presence of the Lord. And each person, one at a time, will come and they will declare what the fact was. The camera's going to zoom in for those of you who are in the back who may not be able to see, and they're going to stand here. And then they're going to flip that page. We're going to see what God did to turn that thing around and produce a miracle. Now, I'm not going to tell you how to respond. You may clap, you may cry, you may be still. I don't know. But above all, I hope you will see the glory of God. The power of God in the sanctuary. And they're going to step off quietly. This is going to be done reverently. And then after it's all done, we're going to come back. And we're going to lift up our banners to the Lord. Psalm 20 verse 5 says, May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. We're going to lift these banners up. The word banner comes from this idea of the fact that the Lord is our banner, or Jehovah Nisi, the Lord who prevails in a battle. Armies would lift up their banners before going to war or coming out of war, in the midst of war. It was their banner declaring who they were. For us, our warrior is the Lord. And we lift up these banners of victory that he has won the victory. No matter what I feel like, no matter what I go through, because of him, I'm an overcomer. Because Amen. of him, I'm not only a conqueror, I'm more than a conqueror. And I'm going to stand today by faith and believe it to be so as I wait on him, as the psalmist says, about my requests. When I see how he's healed and he's delivered and touched the womb and blessed and turned folk around, give me hope. 
So are you ready to see the glory and the power of God? You deserve the glory and the honor. I lift my hands in worship and I bless your holy name. You deserve the glory all the honor yeah, yeah. I lift my hands in worship as I bless your holy name you are great you do miracles so great there is no one else like you no one else like you you are great you do miracles so great there is no one else like you there is no one else like you you deserve a glory
were leaning too much on their own understanding and couldn't acknowledge Jesus in that moment. And so their unbelief hindered the work of God in their lives. I pray that today, in the name of Jesus, you would have the kind of faith that the Lord will marvel at and that he would work miracles in your life and on your behalf. There are things my bank account tells me I can't do. But God doesn't need to check on my bank account first to do what he's going to do in my life. Because the earth is the Lord's and everything therein, the silver, the gold, everything. God doesn't have to check in with a doctor first about your prognosis because he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. But he wants to know, do you have the faith to believe me that I am able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ever ask or imagine? So living epistles, would you lift those banners high of the miracles that the Lord has done? somebody to pray with you, to pray for you, or you want to pray yourself about a circumstance, a situation, a mountain that is in your way of progress in walking for the Lord. There's a mountain that's in the way. And you need somebody to pray with you, to pray for you. You want to pray by yourself. I'm going to ask that you step out right now. Step out right now. And if the Lord has put any one of these people in your heart to pray with because their situation is similar to your circumstance, you come up to that person right now. We're just going to pray for a minute. Come on, you step out. If you need prayer, if you need to just come to the altar by yourself, ask Elder Clifton and say, can you excuse me, brother? I need to get on my knees in the house. Somebody says something about one of your children or says something about you can't give birth or this, that, or you can't get out of debt, you can't go to college. If you need a moment, just come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Let's stop being afraid in this house. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We are family. Come on. Let's pray. Some things will not go out without prayer. Come on. We're still worshiping. Come on. If you need prayer, come on. How about this? If there's someone here who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you want to know him. You want to be born again. You want to be saved. I'll be glad to pray with you. Matter of fact, you can pray by yourself and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me. Jesus, be merciful to me. I am a sinner. Whether you are nine years old, 59, it doesn't matter. Jesus saves. Come on, let's pray. Don't you go out of this house carrying that burden again. Whether you have a need that you need the Lord to take care of. Let's pray. And if you sit down in your seat, I'm going to trust that you are praying and not watching. If you're standing, I'm going to trust that you are praying and not watching. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and 
pray and seek my face yeah. and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, then will I forgive sin, and then will I heal the land. Jesus said, you have not because you haven't asked. And sometimes we don't have because we've asked with the wrong motivation. Lord, cleanse the motives in my heart. Jesus said, believe. Come on, let's pray. Come grab one of these folks. They've walked through something. They've seen God provide. You let Miss Kawanda pray with you. You got something going on in your body. She knows about what goes on. She's seen God bring her through. Yesterday she's at my house, she has her cane with her. But today she says, I'm walking up on that stage without a cane today. And she done jumped up on the stage and tore up her banner and everything. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on. Let's pray. Stop trying to figure it out. Let's pray in this house today. And watch God do great things. Come. See what God has done. The great and mighty one. The Lord our God is faithful. He has won the victory. Let all the nations see the Lord our God. He is so faithful. Pray, people of God, pray. Somebody said it's hot in here. Somebody thank God you're not going to hell. So what is hot in here? It's hot in the African church. Pray. Pray. Don't miss this moment. Pray. Strong Tower, pray. Elder Clifton is standing up here, doesn't have a job. But he said God has been providing since they gave him the so-called pink slip. And a time that he thought God would take care of it like that, God hasn't taken care of it like that, and he's used this time to bring him closer to him. In the mornings, he gets to read his word and look at creation. Yeah, he's put applications in, but God is saying, no, 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 I got something for you right here. He ain't fretting. Have faith, strong tower. Speak words of life, strong tower. Come on, strong tower, pray. Pray. Have a man here who survived war. War on the battlefield in Iraq. War in his mind and in his spirit. He's still here today. Come on, don't you tell me my God can't do it. The devil is a liar. Pastor, do it take all that? Yeah, take all that. Jairus said, I don't care who's looking. I'm falling on my knees in front of Jesus. I can't fix this, but I know who can. Do not be afraid. Only believe. It will work out. Do not be afraid. Only believe. It may be done according to your faith. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Believe. If God gave you the money and the ability to bring those children home, to adopt them, to become parents, he's going to give you the grace to make it every day. Because faithful is he who began the good work in you. He will perfect it. He will perfect that which concerns me. I'm just going to speak words of life. I'm going to speak the word of God. Pray strong. Now when they start singing this song again, the words won't be up on the screen. But I pray that you'll catch on with them. And that this will be your declaration. And this will be 
your prayer. Are you ready? Jesus is coming by here. He's like, oh, that's faith in strong tongues. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do some miracle up in there. I see Carolyn Revere walking away. I remember falling on my face in her living room, praying for her, her healing in her body with other saints of God. The Lord healed that woman of God's body. He's a wonder. He's amazing. I can't turn nowhere else. I used to turn to alcohol. Uh -huh. I don't turn there no more. I used to turn to pornography. I don't turn there no more. I used to turn to materialism and try to get another degree or, or to get another job. Or, mm -mm, those things are empty. I found that nobody can do me like Jesus. I can't go nowhere else. Only he has the words of eternal life. Fathers, we engage in spiritual warfare at this moment. The entire church, this entire body. Thank you for the promises that you said you would inhabit the praises of your people. We need your presence more than anything because in your presence there is fullness of joy. Help the person that's been down and so discouraged. They've been up and down. Lord, I pray that they would rush to get to your presence. That they would say no to their flesh and say yes to the spirit. That they'll stop letting their emotions rule them. That they'll stop speaking death with their tongues and begin to speak life and watch you change the environment as you change their spirit. Lord, Paul said we have weapons of God in our right hand and in our left hand. We're to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ. We're to be strapped with the armor of God. There's some things we just can't figure out. There are many facts that we cannot overcome. It is even overwhelming at times when we look at situations in the natural realm. But thank you for how you inspired Paul when he said that, uh, I don't look at what's seen because what's seen is just temporary. But I've chosen to look at what is not seen because what is not seen is eternal. Thank you for how the Bible says that Moses persevered because he saw him who was invisible. Help us to recognize, Lord, that there is another realm, the spiritual realm. And the spiritual realm was here first before the natural realm came. And the spiritual realm is greater than the natural realm, which is why you tell us that we're just pilgrims passing through, we're just sojourners. This is not our home. We've been born from above and our citizenship is in heaven. We are people of faith. And right now, Lord, we speak to these mountains that have tried to steal our joy, that have tried to steal our hope. These lies that have been told to us about generational curses, these things that have been said to us that have been embedded in our own psyche saying that we can't ever amount to anything. We can't turn this situation around. We're going to be just like so-and-so. No, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we stand saying thank you that you are a friend of sinners. We stand saying thank you, Lord Jesus, that you said that you have a place in your heart for people who know that they're blind, broken, busted, and disgusted that when we can come to you and admit that we need you, you can give us sight. You can give us healing. You can give us hope. You are our Savior. Would you save folks in this situation so that we'll come back maybe, Lord, next week or the week after with some more testimonies of what you've done? Why not? Why not? And if there's someone here today you don't know the Lord, The Lord won't force himself on you. 
Jesus said, which said of him in John 1.12, that as you receive him, he'll give you the right to become children of God because you've believed on his name. You've got to receive him. You can say, Lord Jesus, I, I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you are the son of God and you never sinned. But you died in my place because I'm a sinner. You, you did it because you loved me. Your life for my life. And right now, on this day, September 25th, 2016, Jesus Christ, I ask you to be my Savior, my Lord, and my God. Jesus, save me. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you just prayed a simple prayer like that with me for the first time, or you were sincere this time, and you want to lift a banner called your hand in this sanctuary and say, he saved me just now. Would you raise your hand so I can see? Is there anyone who just prayed the prayer of salvation? I, I want to be saved. I want Jesus. to welcome some new members into the church. And if you don't have a church home, I want to encourage you to find one. I want to warn you that no church is perfect. Every church, just like your house, has issues. But you can go there and not only be blessed, but also contribute. And if not this church, find one. But if you say, I need a church home, I need to be officially connected with some believers and I believe the Lord is leading me to this church and I want to come to a class I want to be in community Pastor Chris would you pray for me about possibly joining Strong Tower Bible Church would you raise your hand on the altar, okay? Yeah. Lay, lay the cards on the altar yeah. and let's display the miracles so we can all see them. Put them up right. Yeah, yeah. So we can all see these miracles. We're going to put some pictures today on social media. We're going to declare the power and awesomeness of God. Period. Amen. Uh, we could testify, couldn't we, baby? Oh, I tell you, the beauty of church is we prepare to welcome our newest um, Members of our family, if you're joining us, we believe that church is not a social club for an elite group that you have to pay an amount of money to be a part of. We believe that church is family. We are followers of Jesus Christ. And um, Melissa, who was standing up here with me, I remember her story with her daughter, the one who held up the sign saying the doctor saw heart defect and told her mother to abort. 
I was in that choir rehearsal with her mom when she came tearfully and told us that report that this is what the doctors have said and I'm not going to end this child's life. And we stood with her in faith as that baby girl came forth 10 years ago. We stood with you through those heart surgeries and to see her standing up here beautiful, testifying of the goodness of God, that's church, that's church. And so it is always a joy to be able to welcome new family members to the, to the family, to join us, to, to be in here and pick up a broom and find the trash and sweep it up or see them, some paint needs and jump in and do that too. So we welcome you to our church. We welcome you to worshiping with us today. I pray you've already been blessed. And it is a joy to welcome these new members of our family. We had a membership class last Saturday. We have one coming up next in November. Um, so if you are interested, um, please let us know and we'd love to add you to that. Um, but we spent a few hours on a Saturday morning exploring Strong Tires history. We want you to know who we are at 21 years old. We want to know your story of what God has done in your life. Oh, okay, okay. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> and then um, we have an opportunity for you to interview with one of our elders so that you have an elder that you are connected with as you come to be a part of the body. And then this is the next step where we officially welcome you. So I'm going to read the names. And if you've not been here before, this is how we do it. We welcome them with a lot of joy, kind of like the price is right. And uh, we just, we're, we've already gotten wound up. So we just continue that in this moment. So let's go. I'm going to start with Donna Lewis. Yay! <laughs> and our wonderful executive director, Jerry Lewis. Stay up here. Stay up here. Gerald Lewis. Girls, girls, come on up. Come on up with him. If your, family, if your family's here, we want them to come up, too, because we want everybody to see your entire family. So, all right. And next we have Diane Hancock. Diane, are you in here? Here she is. And her daughter, Danielle Hancock. And next we have Michelle Sellers. Michelle, she in here? Oh, there she is. And next we have Cheryl Rimroft Frierson. Cheryl. And we also have Joseph Frierson. and Mr. Michael Cunningham. And Miss Robin Allen. And next we have Nichelle Harrison. And last but not least, Mr. Ryan Inada. So Strong Tire, these are our newest family members, so stand up on your feet and give them a wild cheer of joy. 
Amen. I'd like to ask our elders and their wives if they would join us up here as we lay hands and just pray a prayer of blessing over each of you. Before my wife prays, we got to go out and do some evangelism to our white family members and Hispanic family members. I know y'all were thinking it. Man, there's a lot of black people joining that church. Praise the Lord. I remember back in the day where it was the opposite. And we had so many white people come. Who remembers those days way back in Franklin? Amen. It's a church for everybody. So we want to be intentional to reach out. But I thank God that he's moved us into this community to serve not only Nashville, but Tennessee, America, and the world. May this church be used. Arena, pray. Church, if you would just stretch your hand forth in agreement as we pray. Father, we thank you for these brothers and sisters, new family members. Lord, I thank you for their intentional effort to come to a class on a Saturday to learn more about this local body. Lord, I thank you for those who have recently moved in town and, and as they found a job and found a place to live, they searched to find a house of worship. Lord, in a day and age where so many people want to be all about their self and, and private to themselves. Lord, we bless you, God, for calling them to community. And we bless you, God, that you have called them to this local house. We thank you, Lord. So many of them have already found their places to serve, Lord, their places to be connected. Lord, we thank you for all of their journeys in life thus far. And we thank you that you have intersected them here for this season in their life. Lord, I thank you that they are coming to be a blessing to this family. And I thank you that we are able to be a blessing to their family. Lord, we thank you for the deposits that you have given to them, for those places that we lack, that here they are ready to piece that part of the puzzle. I pray you would bless their homes. I pray you would bless their work. I pray you would bless their relationships, Lord. I pray you would bless their finances. I pray, God, that you would just bless and anoint them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. May we be a blessing to them, Father. May we be babysitters for their children. May we be a shoulder to cry on, Lord, when they're hurting. May we be that phone call and text when they want to rejoice with someone, God. May we be family. And may we together demonstrate to the world that we are your followers, Lord. It is not about Strong Tower Bible Church. It is about the name and the glory and the fame of Jesus Christ. And we get to do that together. So we bless you for them. All of God's people said, amen, 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 amen. And as they take their seats, before you take your seat, we're going to have you um, we're going to have you welcome and greet one another. But first, do we have any first-time guests? Would you just wave your hand? If it's your first time, would you keep it up for a moment? Your first time or maybe second time, just wave your hands. We have a gift for you. So if you would keep your hand waved so that one of our greeters can give you our special gift. We've got one up here as well. We just want to thank you for fellowshipping with us today. For those who are first or second time, we also have some cards in the, in the chair in front of you. There's a connect card that we would love you to fill out if it's your first time or if you just want us to update your information. And we also have a blue prayer card that we would love um, to pray for you um, if you'd like to fill that out so that we can pray for you. 
and um, our kids are going to hang with us. We're almost finished with our service time. Let's take a moment and greet one another, give a hug, welcome our new family members, and welcome our new members here. Good morning, Strong Tower. Good morning. We are going to continue to worship. We're going to continue to worship. 
This is a time where we take our offering. We take the, the gifts that God gave us and give some of it back to him. So if the folks are going to do offering, come forward, please. But I want to give some instruction on this because it's really important. The first thing is, if you don't know the Lord, if you've never given your heart, if there's never been a time where you said, I trust in you, this is not for you. Hold on to your money. Because God wants your heart first so you can worship him by giving back to him what he gave you. If you're a visitor, we ask you not to give. Your presence here with us is a gift to us and a gift to God being the sanctuary of the Lord, so don't give. But if you are a member of the Lord's family, if you're a member of this church, then we're asking you to think about and pray about how you give back to the Lord, how he's blessed you. There's one more instruction on this. Matthew 5, 24 says, if you have something, or brother has something against you, and you know that, leave your offering at the altar and go take care of that. And what he's saying there is it's hard for you to worship and give if there's something going on in your life that you know about. So take care of that first. But the way it says it is, it didn't say don't give. Right? It has, right? Right? He says, leave your, off, your offering at the altar. Go take care of that so you can give with the right heart. So I'm going to ask you to pray about how you want to give back to the Lord what he gave to you. Okay? Now, I'm going to do one more thing. I'm going to talk about something that's going to go next week. And I'm going to have you guys wait just a second as we do this. We've been looking at and thinking about how do we take care of the needs of our congregation. Folks call us up with different needs of all different types that sometimes money is a way to help with that. And we can't always fill those needs. And we had talked about trying to develop a, a benevolence fund to be able to do that. So next week, we're going to do something special here. And we're going to start a tradition of ours once a month. We're going to take a benevolence offering. But next week, we're going to ask everyone in here, including all the kids, to bring at least $1 to put in that benevolence pot. So that when we have those calls and somebody says, listen, this is going on. I need some help that we can help them from you through us. So next week, what? Everybody brings what? At least $1 to put in there. Now, if you can do more, okay, don't let that be a limit. That's a launching pad, right? Go there. Yes. Now, that's an important part because there's offering and there's giving. This is going to be a different special gift is above your normal offering. So don't make that subtract that and Bottom line, dig deeply and give generously. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we are so thankful, Lord, for your grace. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us together to be able to celebrate your word every day. We thank you, Lord, for our lives. Lord, for most of the folks in this room, they know the joy of accepting you into their hearts. And as a result of that, Lord, we have the Holy Spirit to guide us through this life, to give us discernment, Lord, as we study your word to be able to fight off the evil that comes our way, to fight off the temptations that come our way. And we ask you, Lord, to, to guide us so that we don't grieve the Holy Spirit every day, that we live out the calling you have for us. And Lord, at this time, as we give back to you some of what you gave to us, we ask you, Lord, to bless the offering that we get. We pray for the leadership of this church, Lord, that we, as we get that, that we are wise stewards of what comes in. And that we evaluate every penny that goes out. And we do it, Lord, to honor you and to glorify you in every single way. So, Lord, as we give today, Lord, may our hearts be open to you. And we listen to your voice. So that what we do, Father, glorifies you and also, Lord, extends the kingdom of God. 
We thank you, Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.